last of the cursed pumps cast into the sacred fire. The haunted cobbler's workshop has been returned to normal, thanks to the help of novice ranked team, Midnight Miasma. <sighs> Welcome back, folks, to the League of Ultimate Questing, where we bring the adventure right to your door. My name is Kip Killigan, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise. And with me is the fair-footed orc who puts the hustle in muscle, Stormclad Thundertongue. Uh, Kip, you okay there, bud? You sound like a sad guy playing a broken trumpet with his mouth full of chestnuts. Shell on. Who, um, who hurt you? Uh, that bad, huh? <laughs> oh, sorry, folks. I think I spent a little too long last night reading over some documents and hunched a nasty crick in my spine. Ah, Kipple. You're the only person I know who could suffer an injury reading too hard. How about are we talking? On a scale of one to ten. How many tiny daggers are dancing on your discs? Oh, it's fine. Uh, maybe three? Yep. Okay, uh, maybe a seven. Well, have no fear, little friend. Not only am I a master of the martial arts and competitive court asking, I have also been blessed with the magical healing fingers of orcish heritage. Competitive corn husking? Focus, Kip. I guarantee you that with a little carefully applied pressure and a hint of thunder grease, I can get you back to 100 in no time. Storm, it's nothing. I'll go see one of the clerics on our next break. Uh, Rodney, uh, get a cleric ready for me, will you? Nonsense. No pal of mine is struggling with back pain while old Stormcrack Thunderspine is in the room. Now let me work my magic on your bones. Ow. Uh, anyway. Storm, I'll be okay. Really, I, I'm fine. Hush by, Killigan. Deep breath in. And... Ow. Oh, oh, I can feel it in my toes. Storm, that was... wow. Oh, we're just getting started. Now we're really gonna ring this rag. In a three, two, a three, two, one. Oh, mama. <laughs> I can see stars. Oh, where am I? Hang on there, Kippers. It's time for the cherry on the Sunday. Hold your head still. Relax. Relax. Picture yourself on a calm, gentle beach. Seagulls shouting their garbage serenade. Seals kissing your bare little toesies. A cool ocean breeze rises and... I know. I know. I'm truly a magician. Let the awe sink in. You'll be able to form words again soon enough. Yeah, Kip. Kipster. Kipopotamus. Oh boy. Rodney, where's that cleric we asked for? Come on, move it. Move it. We'll, uh, we'll be back, folks. Your group stands shivering in the center of a glacier, having just felled a pair of nasty, murderous Himmelhorn giants. But you've been confronted by a draw of worker. A group of three more cling to the shadows behind him. One of them seems shorter than the others, but the one facing you steps forward again and repeats himself sheepishly. Please, help Drov. Please. I level my spear at him. He looks down almost ashamed of having to speak to you. Arvid, watch the entrances. Mm. Yuto, keep an eye up. I look up. I say in Drov, what do you want? We came to ask for help from Artyom. How do you know me? Word has traveled to Drove of you becoming hero on surface. And how did you, a laborer, hear these rumors? They cannot control our whispers. Yet. It is all we have. We found the shift weaver, uh, a guide for the Drexian shift, uh, to help find you. Brought us here into this cold place where we wait. He points back to the group behind him, and the one that is shorter, you realize, is a Sverf Neblin. Their skin is covered in sigils that kind of blend with the tone of their flesh. And out of their head, there are several small mushrooms just kind of growing. Um, their eyes are completely white slates. Show me your shoulder. Shirt off. He opens up whatever article of clothing you point to. I look for uh, a brand on him. Yeah, he's got a big old brand. I look at his teeth. The ones that are still there are not healthy. Chris, can you detect any magic on them? Other than the normal amount? 
I'll take a minute and hold out my gem-palmed hands and scan around. There's a like a twinging divination magic emanating from these Furf Nebelin. The Drav don't seem to have anything magical on them, other than what you pick up like off of Artyom sometimes, just having fey ancestry. I take a length of rope, and I, or three lengths of rope, cut them, and start to tie their hands. Okay. He will eagerly step forward and allow you to do this. You see the other two. One of them is a young female drav. It looks like one of her hands has been cut off. And the other one is someone you actually recognize. It's someone you've never had much contact with. But it is your Aunt Zamaya, your birth father's sister. I begin tying her hands. Why do you tie me like this? What are you doing? I grab her by the chin and I look at her in the eyes and I say, Never trust the drav. She's a hard old bird. She kind of stares back at you like, Foolish boy left us to play in sun. My eyes flare. I am sun. I tell them this bad idea. Always rebellious, the Volkovs. This is the best idea you've probably ever had. <laughs> but me trusting you? Possibly worst. Didn't you just say never trust a drove? Exactly. Hmm. Do you know these people, Artem? I know her. The other two, not so much. This is Svirtneblin. I'm assuming he's not dangerous, but... Um, he just has been kind of quietly watching you all. He seems to be kind of like a third party in all of this. He just sort of guided them. Uh, Smurf Neblin. Is that that's what you said? Yes. Are you, are you, what is this magic around you? What is this divination? And he uh, appears almost blind in the way his eyes don't pick up or move or blink. And he seems to be like sniffing the air as you were all near. You all have met with my sister. In the past. Uh, that's right. Didn't Chris have a conversation with it or something? Maybe that was Artyom. My sister is a tribe leader named Vianvos. I am Felinvos. We are shift walkers. We live both in the material world and in the Drexian shift. These poor refugees came to me and pleaded. I lead them where they wish to go. I pull my sleeves up and show the sun markings that is where we got this and i point to arvid's horns right the shift when i came out with my horns i wave my hand at the fire that the giants were making Mm -hmm. and gesture everybody to sit down the one who seems to be doing most of the speaking the kind of older broad-shouldered male i am korova kamen a field worker um this is my sister utka to the young woman with her hand removed we we cannot stay in Drogendrov anymore. We will die. They have come over and over again, uh, taking those who wish to join House Thar and, and House Bon. They have united, and uh, the attacks, they keep getting worse, murdering our workers, taking their bodies away. We just wish to flee, but they have guarded all of the roads and exits. What is it you do on the surface? The surface? Yes. I suppose if we were to run, that would be a place. But how long would we last? We would be burned away. Do not believe everything they've told you. Everything they have told us is indeed lies. This is true. Many of the young droves seem to grow more rebellious. Sometimes they try to fight back, but the skilled warriors, the fine armor of House Valithian Thar is too much. They watch us always, not just in patrols, but constant. I fear they are planning big attack to wipe the last of us out or take the rest of us back to their city. But we don't want to go to the hive. They have enslaved us our entire lives. It is time to be free of this. Is this house Valontian Far? Is it um, an important house where you're from? In the Umbragia, there are many hives of the Drov. Valithian Thar is the greatest. They have been winning over many others. Archim puts up massive quotes at greatest. (laughs) They have the most warriors. They have the most favor with the dark gods. They have powerful matrons and spellcasters. They use us for resources. Treat us like dogs. No. Dogs are loved. I had never heard your name before the whispers, but they say that you... uh, The terms are strange, but they say you married the sun. (laughs) <laughs> Duh. This, this is true. Uh, maybe. 
Me and Utka fought tooth and nail to break free during one of the raids, where they were distracted, killing our families and friends. Uh, Zmaya came with. The Dravved, huh? Protect yourself at the cost of all others? If we must, yes. If we never return, then we will live with this shame for the rest of our lives. But we had to at least plead. We ask all of you, not just Artyom. We are desperate. Whether or not we get aid, they will come soon, and they will kill us. We fear they are planning something much greater than wiping out Drogon Drav. But if they take the last of us as soldiers, their army will become vaster than anything the Underdark has seen. Artyom? The? Uh, I have no real concept of your social structures in the down low. (laughs) (laughs) The dark place. The... hmm. Anyway, I uh, I don't really understand what this means, but I am willing to help if you think it's wise. Wise? Not at all. Uh, going down into the underpants of the world is not exactly a good idea under any circumstances. <laughs> you have to understand, uh, there is every reason they would send somebody to try to kill me. Or to lure you into a trap to be killed. Duh. Does this have anything to do with what we faced with the Corvair sword? Probably. They were using the Corvair sword to make magical weapons. This means they were creating armaments. My uncle Losha told me that the he told me that they were using magics to turn the Drav into undead slaves. Forgive me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tiny bit lost. Is it is it purely because you're the only one who's ever escaped? It is because I represent the antithesis of everything they believe in. It's not just that I'm. Uh, free it. It's not just that I am representing Drav in a way that they do not believe in, but you have to understand that they they fear the light like it is uh, like it is evil, like it is the uh, absolute worst thing in the world. He, he thinks he's going to disappear in the sun, like he's going to burn up, like uh, like cigarette. Idiot! It's just sun. You get sick a bit. It's poor creatures. Aunt Maya speaks up. She says, "Loshad was also a fool. You take after him too much." I think we should go back and join with Thar and Bon and join their ranks. They will make us wealthy. Eh? Protect us in the war. Artyom extends his hand right to her and says nothing. See? Well, uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, she doesn't seem, like, totally on board with where, where we are at. That, that doesn't feel correct. But, also, we can't really... I mean, is this the kind of situation where if you just took out one person, that would end the whole war? Because if not, we probably need to. The Drav are like cockroaches. The light goes on and they scatter. This is also true of how they behave when their leaders are killed. But when they scatter, they just come back stronger. If we kill the strongest now, they will fight amongst themselves for a little while, but we will only be stalling or delaying the inevitable. Well, you don't have great love for your familial bonds, correct? Incorrect. Incorrect. I have two family members. Them I cared very much about. Uh, you help me out here. <laughs> what do you want help with? I don't understand. My name is not Konstantinovich. Konstantinovich is the name that I took. Konstantin is the name of my father. The man who raised me, not my birth father. Mm. I care very much for Konstantin. I look at her. <sighs> and he cared very much for me. Huh. Okay, so, but you don't care for this one very much. This one? I could take or leave. So maybe we kill that one and we take the rest of them back to a safe place. And... <laughs> that is very grim for you, Arvid. Well, I mean, if she's she's already, you know, she doesn't, like, have a standing in society and she's... I did not realize that people's value depended on their status. The point being, I don't know what to do with this person. Because, as you can see, they clearly are not excited about the notion of descent. Well, maybe she can go back. Oh, that's probably a bad idea, huh? What's their name again? Zmaya. Zmaya. What? Why are you here if you wanted to join? These young fools tricked me. They said we were going to House Thar, but they took this tiny man into the shadows, and now we're here. Zmaya wanted to join your mother. She was smart. She gave herself over to Thar. Now she is among the matrons. This is the one with one hand, right? No, that's the younger woman. Your aunt Zmaya is just a... Mean old broad. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that ant. So why did you all bring her? We thought maybe that if uh, we could save three, it was better than saving two. It was a convenience for us. We would not mind uh, losing her along the way. (laughs) (laughs) 
She was bait. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying what I already knew. I cut them all free. The fact that you cannot care for somebody, not truly, unless they are serving your ends, this tells me you are still the same people. You're still drav. That takes time to get rid of. I'm not going to kill Anzmaya because you don't like that she wants to join Thar or because she, she, she doesn't believe in what you believe in or whatever. The drought do not deserve to die for this. I agree. Uh, we just don't want to make their armies bigger. Not that Zmaya is much of a threat to anyone <laughs> unless they're trying to sleep while traveling. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> but if she went her own way, we would not fight for her to stay. We do not wish to ask you to go up against some kind of army, but if you can help us get the Drov from Drogandrov, liberate as many who wish to be free, which is more than ever, many more than when you were with us. Uh, freedom has taken hold. It is now a dream that uh, meets us in our sleep, where once there were no dreams. Captain, I believe this uh, request falls outside the parameters of the quest we're currently on, and... Flirts dangerously close with starting an international incident. Uh, perhaps we should contact Maven and see what he says about uh, this before we go delving into the Underdark and disrupting Dravian politics. It, it doesn't sound like we have much time. Besides, it could be fun. That's true. We don't have a lot of time. These corpses will freeze soon. Harithak starts digging into one of the giant bodies. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, the job has been completed. The only thing they are waiting for now is our coordinates, so we can be taken out. Maybe, maybe we can get a little help on this. Svirfnebli, name one more time, please. I am Felinvos. Felinvos. I'm going to forget this again. <laughs> you say you know the shift. As well as the shift Walker can. Tell me, is there a place whose coordinates we could give to our people so that we could easily and quickly get out of draft with these let us say, freedom seekers. Hmm. The entrance that we used that they found me near uh, was not far from Drogondrov. If I were to take you back, it would probably be where we spill out. Da, do you have any coin on you? We do not use these things. <clears throat> I reach into my pocket and I take out a gold and I hand it to them. Krova takes it. Excellent. I take out a piece of paper from my bag and I start writing. This is leak contract. You are hiring us for a simple job, and then we can consult whether or not we want to take it. Art imitates life. I fold it up into a, a three-point, and I hand it to them. What is this you have in your hand? I don't know. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> I am slave. I can't read. <laughs> Look here, Urod. This is conversation not happened. You understand this, da? Think of, think of uh, the draft spice. Yeah. I give you paper. Oh, are you giving this to me? Da. Oh, look, it is saying that they need help and they are willing to give us uh, the wealthy sum of a single gold for the luck existence. Oh, dear. I guess we'll have to do it. I'm still a little confused. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> I suppose I'll have to consult with my people. You sit here by the fire. Don't look into it too long. They've been averting their eyes at all costs. Arthax's tail disappears into the giant as they crawl their way inside of its innards. <laughs> ah, okay. I walk up to the giant's mouth and wait for them to appear. While you're waiting, you hear kind of a staticky noise from your pocket, and it's coming from the sending stone that Almira gave you. The? Artyom, are you guys okay? We're very okay. Uh, what, what's your pickup point? Uh, stand by. We might have another job. What? <laughs> da, we met somebody down here, needs help. They've offered us fat money. Entire gold. Well, I can't just stay floating all day. Um, if you don't need a ride home, then I guess we're done. We will need a ride home later, if you're okay. Uh, I'm on an expedition right now. I don't really have a lot of uh, free time to float about. You send somebody else, da? We could use the help. I mean, I've got the one ship. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm kind of mapping a course across all five kingdoms. Okay, well, if we die, this is probably your fault. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> hang up, hang up. So, Harithax's head emerges from this giant covered in icy, thick blood. <laughs> a big liver gets pushed out, and then the heart gets pushed out. And then Harithax, like, kind of comes rolling out like some sort of horrible scene from Alien. <laughs> Artyom pulls a chunk of sinew off of 
their brow. So this is up to you. If you don't want to do this mission, I understand. But I have to. Well, you want us to go into the shift, come out in the hive, and create some light in the darkness. Eh, maybe this is a little too uh, metaphorical. Allow me to reiterate. I want you to walk into an infinite mind-bending abyss full of horrors and things you cannot possibly imagine, at which point you will come out the other side into an even worse abyss of horrors you cannot possibly imagine. We are going to save a lot of people, many of which might actually be people in disguise trying to murder surface worlders, in the hopes that maybe some of them are good. You need us to murder people. It is not ideal situation. <laughs> I'm just trying to play to our strengths. <laughs> as, I, as I look at the corpses. <laughs> well, I can't say that the light and the sound that we tend to make is probably going to be very advantageous in this place. Didn't you say it's really important to stay quiet in the Underdark because noise attracts predators? Da, but when the fight begins, everybody runs from it. Okay. Nobody wants to endanger themselves if they don't have to. If somebody sees actual real daylight in the Underdark, you cannot imagine the horror that anything there would feel. Harthex takes a bite out of the giant's heart like it's a, like, apple. A giant, like, yeah, a giant <laughs> body-sized apple. <laughs> And to be clear for game terms, I'm using my consume essence ability on this giant's corpse. Very good. Is everybody okie dokie? Yes, yes, yes. I took quite a bit of uh, abuse in that combat. If we can wait a bit and I can finish my snack. Oh, you're not ready to march to death yet. What? To death. That's what he said he called it. A place of unspeakable horrors. Death. Well, yeah, but I have to prepare. Oh, okay. All right. Take your nap or whatever it is you need to do. I'll go speak with them. Hello, person. What is your name? Kurova. Kurova. Yes. Thank you for hiring the League of Ultimate Questing for this particular job. Is that what we have done then? Obviously. Now, you don't have to pay me now, but uh, at some point we will have to accept payment for our work. I see. So you will go with us to Drogendrov and help get the refugees out? Da. Let us take this coin. And give it to an impartial LUQ representative. Uh, Reginald, can you hold on to this and reward us when the time comes? There's a snap and it just kind of disappears. Excellent. If Maven has problem with us taking off uh, off-label quests, well, he can eat my asshole. Do you stare into the camera while you say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a particularly tasty part of the body as Harthax starts on the second corpse. Yeah. What should we do with uh, Zmaya? Zmaya? Nothing. She will see very quickly that if she is looking for strength, for power, for safety, she will find it no better than in my arms. I could make a suggestion. Hmm? We do have someone waiting to give a ride to somebody. We could take her out of the way for a bit. I don't want to force her to be on the surface world if we don't have to. Plus, with the information that she has, she's dangerous. I suppose that's fair. I was thinking if she was... uh. Not exactly on the surface, if you catch my drift. She would have limited access to doing damage. I'm more concerned about her murder etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> she will not try to kill the people who are keeping her safe. You have to understand that the indoctrination is very common in drive hives. If they think for a moment that she has been tainted by a surface worlder, they might just kill her out of hand. And she knows this. Ah. The, she will quickly realize that we are the safest bet for her. Okay. And if she doesn't, I will kill her myself. Now that's good murder etiquette. It's <laughs> Harthax crawls in a second corpse. I am not sold and stupid to not know that there are safety in numbers, even if they don't have all the brains in their head. I push the brains out of the second corpse. <laughs> we will wait for your group to uh, finish recovery and recuperation. They will probably pass on giant meat. When we are ready, uh, Phil and Voss will take us through the shift back to the hive. Mm. So I reach into my pack and I pull out a small pot. And I set that over the fire with a little thing. And I take a chunk of basically dried meat, almost like a biltong, that's designed to be cooked down. And the extra flavor is supposed to season the, the broth. Mm. And then I slowly start you know, adding some uh, little ingredients and things like that. I almost have like a teeny tiny kitchen in my, in my backpack. <laughs> And then when it's done, I pour each of them a small cup of this very fancy soup. Grover mm. like sniffs it. He's like, it, uh, is this medicine? No, it's not medicine. There's so many scents. Duh. There are many things in here. Uh, you understand I currently do not have a lot of acid 
in hand, so it's probably not quite as much pop to the flavor, but I think I do okay. They all sip at their cups and seem kind of very confused and dumbfounded. What is happening in mouth? <laughs> this is called joy. <laughs> <laughs> what is purpose of this sensation? <laughs> to feel very, very good. Here, I have some of this. I take a biscuit and I break it and I hand it to them with a little bit of butter on it. The two younger ones are like absolutely flabbergasted by the discovery of flavor. <laughs> Zmaya, as a creature of survival, will consume some and cross her arms unimpressed that even the most amazing miracle of delicious food being just resilient and salty. Yeah, she's already had plenty of salt in her life. She, <laughs> <laughs> But the young two are like completely silent until their cups are clean. This is the surface thing? This is the weakest, least impressive version of surface thing. Maybe not so bad. No. So after your group has their rest, Felon Voss steps forward, rubbing their mushroomy beard. Are you ready to enter the shift? It is a very dangerous place that can take your mind if you're not careful. You should understand, when they say that you can be lost, I was. When I first left the draft, I entered the shift, and I was gone for what could have been uh, hours or could have been decades. The hunger, the confusion, the disorientation was more than I could possibly explain to you. When I came out, I was not a person. It took time for the people to take care of me and raise me up, and that is why I joined Bran, because it was them who took care of me. So, uh, before you go into this, you have to understand, this is probably not like things you felt before. I think... Uh... We've been to the shift once. What you were in was not a shift. That was a, a, a gentle caress of what it offers. That's it? What? Oh, so I'll have like a tail next time. <laughs> if you're lucky, you would be adding body parts and not losing them. I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is what you should have asked us before we decided to join. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I illustrated the point very effectively. No, no, you do not. <laughs> Don't worry, Christ. You absorbed some residuum from the other Svevneblin village. You might be fine. Or I might not. Your deformations are not part of the shift. That was something else. What, what, what else could it be? Something that was inside us all along. I used to headbutt trees as a child. <laughs> inside us all along? Like friendship? <laughs> that's, that's weird. That's so weird for him to say. That's just that's stupid. <laughs> Well then, let us not waste more time and set off. So the band of refugee Drav, the shift walker guide, and the mortal dawn head down the passage the same that they used to reach you. The path is steep and dark. They walk it comfortably. The slope seems so extreme at times that you worry you'll just fall forward. But you keep your footing. There are no markers, no side passages. It's a curiously straight path into darkness. A short and uncomfortable time of unsure balancing and biting cold passes. And then you all feel it at the same time. You lose your footing. You fall straight forward. Gravity pushes you hard. And you wince as you're certain the ground is coming up to meet you. But there's nothing. You are caught by the darkness. An inky blackness. The walls are black. The floor is black. The caverns around you are black. Even if there was light... Even if your enchanted eyes could see through what the mortals know as darkness, this place simply exists in a state of black, like a blurred canvas. The cold is gone. As you exhale, you feel your own breath against the back of your neck. You hear your own voice whispering to you just out of reach of comprehension. This is the Drexian shift, a pocket dimension between the Shadowfell and the material world. Only one of you has been here before, and those were memories hard fought to cast aside. For a moment... It feels like the energy of this place will carry you away, like you're standing in a powerful onyx river of unseen force. And then a hand reaches out to grab you, and that hand grabs another. It's one of the drav you came with. Their voice speaks out. Grab onto someone! No one let go or we will be lost! Separated! We must follow the shift back to Drogendrav. Woof! I know that look anywhere. That looks as journey to the center of the me. These kids just walked into their parents' closet and instead of spirits' rest gifts, they found a cosmic mommy and daddy box. 
textbook. They say that traveling through the Drexian Shift can be quite a psychological ordeal. Since the place is made of pure magic and darkness, it's reported to feed on the emotions and memories of those who enter. Man, what is it with high-level quests always getting so personal? Like, can't I just swim through a cursed pond without having to haunt it my nightmares? Fill my chest with arrows, break my toes with no mesh hammers, but please, just stop poking the trauma bear. We're heroes, not emotional support milkshakes. Sometimes the greatest battles are waged within the mind. An unending battle for some. Speaking of, how you feeling, pal? Sorry I six o'clock your noggin. You're just so fragile. Like a little chicken bone pinata. Well, that's what we have clerics for, Storm. I know you meant well, and truth be told, my back does feel a lot better. Does the brace go with my suit? Well, it's a bold fashion choice, to say the least. I'll bring you some gold paint or something next week. We can bedazzle it. Really give it that Killigan flair. Till then, you just look like a doll wearing a plaster scarf. Ah, and these painkillers they gave me are great. I feel awesome. I think I took my shoes off. That's great, Kip. You just take it easy. And don't go looking in any one direction too intently. Well, it doesn't hurt at all. <laughs> I don't need this silly neck armor. It's just holding me back. <laughs> I want to sing, baby. We all want to move to the medication mambo, Kip, but trust me, I've had my share of casts. They'll come off when they're ready. Keep that caterpillar in the cocoon until it's done barfing itself some new butterfly wings. And speaking of butterflies, let's taste some ads from this week's sponsors. Oh boy. Is that a new pseudo-dragon? Why yes, I just summoned him this morning. Does it like petsies? Little booboo snooty snoot. Booba boop. My eyes and face and ears and skin. Is your animal companion, Polybeth? Does it nip at your party members and urinate in your travel bag? Keep you up at night? Enroll your best chill ally in our training program to ensure they're ingrained with the etiquette and manners required to be your personal shoulder be they celestial, infernal, fey, or otherwise. We'll sort them out in no time. You didn't spend ten gold on a ritual for a wild animal. You need a symbol. Make it happen with Refined Familiar Training Academy. Very good, rather fine animals, yes. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey all you cuties, I hope you're all as excited and nervous as I was for this quest. Law has done an amazing job of helping to craft Artyom's story, and I could not be more thankful. I would also like to thank Sam Hediger for being such a fantastic editor for us. But more than anything, I want to thank you our fans and supporters for everything you do. This week's featured legendary Patreon team is the Tavern Brawlers, with Dave Mladenov, Daniel Pickens-Jones, Tracy Rivington, and Dova Thor. You know, cuties, this show, which we pour our hearts and souls into, is entirely dependent on word of mouth and the occasional cross-promotion. I know the Dark Dice brought a lot of you here, and we can't thank Travis Vendroff enough for that. But as we come closer to our anniversary, our growth is nowhere near where we would like it to be. So I'm putting out a call to action. I want the month of February to be our fan-aversary, as dumb as that sounds. We need you to get the word out. Sing the praises of luck to everyone you can. If every listener here got one new person to fall in love and put one review on iTunes or wherever you listen, our numbers would soar. So that's what we're asking. We've been dropping ad videos on our YouTube and they're a perfect way to bring new LU cuties, but honestly, nothing beats a five-star review on iTunes. A pile of great reviews brings serious credibility and ranking, and that's exactly what we need. So as we move into year two of this adventure, please, please wish us luck. 
Another way to support the show is through our merch. You can find links on the LUQ.com and use the promo code LUQ100 for free shipping through February 9th. If you're looking for fun ways to engage with the community, our Discord is jam-packed with dedicated fans and amazing human beings who make every day brighter for the cast and crew. We've also begun a new, exciting tradition to build community. Every Monday at 7pm PST, we are premiering new episodes on Twitch. Me and some of the other cast and crew will be available to chat with you while you're watching the new episode. You can find our streaming schedule at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams. Another way to help the show is to post about us on social media with hashtag the LUQ. Reach out on Twitter at LUQCast and join our Facebook pages, the official League of Ultimate Questing fan page, and Slapdash. We'll be putting in some more serious work on our end to improve our social media presence and engagement and make this a more rewarding experience for you. If you're hungry for more of me and Law, check out twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams for our two-player Nuzlocks every Tuesday at 6pm PST. This week we're starting Pokemon XY and we are super excited. You can also find me and Law doing streams throughout the week. If you or someone you know would like to advertise, cross-promote, or get a personal message on the show, please shoot us an email at admin at slapdashstudios.com. But, enough out of me. Let's get you back to the action. What do you think it's for? Eh? What do you think this machine's for? Eh, hells if I know. Could be for baking pies for all I care. Baking pies? All these miles up in the sky? I said I don't much care. It's the best paying job I've had since I was a Han. Half a bottle of brown to stomach the flight up, half a bottle to stomach the ride down. I'll be able to retire after this. You ever see a machine like this before? No. Ah, like uh, something out of Anmar, I'd say. Well, that seems obvious. You mind keeping your jaw open to a minimum? I'm trying to reinforce here. hear about Dalmar? No, I ain't heard fuck all about Dalmar. See? That's what I mean. Nobody has. What are you saying? Dalmar was working the core. He'd been leading the inside team for a week now. Making the fat coins. I showed up to work yesterday and never clocked out. His family ain't heard a whisper. I live just up the market from him. We'll spit it out, lad. Oh, I'm just saying, some workers go into that core and they don't come back out again. The fact that nobody talks about it makes me uneasy. Too much coin moving around this place. Shh. Keep your mouth shut. Now you listen here. I never made this much money in my whole life. One season's work and enough coin to die on? You think people don't go missing in the mines? Work in the walls of the Citadel? I took the job. Complaining just draws attention. Take my advice, boy. Work till the job's done. Act like nothing mysterious or unsettling happens. Make a chest of gold and take a vacation as far from here as possible. Never come back to Camorras. Never cross paths with Nexus again. And most importantly... Yeah? If someone offers you a job inside the core... Don't take it. As the group sets off slowly, hand in hand, through the shift, each step seems like a leap in a random direction. Every one of your senses feels like it's lying to you. I would like for us to enter a skill challenge. Ooh. I would like you to describe to me what skills you are using to keep your wits about you. Help you navigate through this place of random darkness and avoid getting lost in the Drexian shift. Let's roll initiative. What do we got? That's an 11 for Artyom. 14 for Christ. 8 for Harthax. 20. Nice. Back at the end. So we're starting with Harthax because everything's backwards in the shift. <laughs> I'd be okay with that, actually. It would, it would be logical if it was backwards. You wish it was backwards. Uh-oh. We begin with Arvid. You are very strong of back. You're very brave. But the things that are penetrating you here are nothing that your years of training or your broad shoulders can help to protect you against. How do you stay yourself? 
Let's start with trying to go back to survival. So if we're dealing with issues of the mind, he could be, uh, you know, thinking about like what he does to keep from going insane on long snow journeys or, you know, etc. And we'll give that a roll. I like it very much. And I believe your belt helps you with that. Yeah. Fifteen. Fifteen. Arvid, you hear the sound of a bear roaring. You hear the sound of Arctic winds, the bleeding of a mighty mountain goat, and the stomping of hooves. A battle. The sound of impact. Claws clashing against horn and piercing fur. And the toppling of a body down the face of an icy mountain. Who was the victor? Christ, how do you keep yourself sane here in the Drexian Shift? By giving into the music, of course. I will do a performance. I am calling back to the moment... I think I think it was like one of our first challenges in that dome. Mm, and how, yeah, the Survivatron. And how there was a moment where we paused and just had a little hymn or or a laugh or a song, just getting through it. All right. Let's see your roll. I'll use some luck. Let's make it better. Okay. I want us to survive this. That's eighteen. Eighteen. Chris, you hear the familiar voice of Agatus. He sounds much older to you, or maybe you feel younger. Take my hand, child. We'll get you out of this awful place. Keep your face covered. There you go. Keep it on. No. No, don't take that off. Run, child, run! I'll hold them off! Was this recent, or was this long ago? Artyom, you've been here once before, but it always changes. All the memories come flooding back. What do you do to remain yourself? Heart rate elevated. Sudden drop of adrenaline. Cortisol. Nothing to worry about. Eyes are moving backwards and forwards rapidly. Not important. Information not there to be found. Sensation on skin. Probably illusion. Byproduct of some kind of enchantment magic. Simply move. Reach out. Find something. I'm using medicine, processing every single element of my body, understanding each sensation. I like it. That is a 19 plus 8. Very nice. 27. Artyom, you hear the voice of a child. Is it you or someone like you? We can leave this place. We don't have to look back. We can just run. Anything is better than this. The sound is flooded out by the sounds of whip cracking and crying. Harithax, you thought you knew darkness. It is reinvented to you this day. How do you remain yourself? Harthax is going to have a moment of panic because I think there's only been one other time in their life recently that there's been darkness so deep that they can't see in it. My patron has given me the ability to see in magical darkness. This isn't magical darkness. This is nothingness. And then Harthax is going to call on their lineage and their nature and say, If there's nothing, then there's no light. And if there's no light, this is all shadow. And I am a shadow scale. The shadow does not frighten me. And I'm going to pull the shadows into myself and open my eyes and let the void of my eyes match the void of this place and embrace the nothingness. I'll do my just a spellcasting check. 24. Excellent. For a moment, you attempt to open your eyes as wide as you can, but it feels like there's an extra one there that's trying to open. For a moment, light spills from it, but not sunlight, something chaotic and lunar, that it snaps shut as a roar comes from behind you, and you hear the sound of draconic, but nothing like the one you've heard in your lifetime. It reminds you of Fernandez of an old world. Voices chanting as one. Praise Minario, the Lightbringer! Praise the champion on snow-white wings! Praise the great dragon who unites us! What is this name? Why does it fill you with fear? The four of you crash through the darkness like a pane of glass. The three refugees, the Shiftwalker, and the Mortal Dawn, together, stepping out of a world of darkness and into the caverns below the earth. Artyom, it's starting to feel a lot like home. The MDs are in the Underdark, the endless caverns that connect the drow hives together. Some call it the Underworld, some call it the Deep Nest, most the Umbragia. But whatever you call it, 
You're here now. Artyom, you'd all but forgotten what the scenery near your home was like, but it looks familiar. The cave you're in is colossal. A huge ceiling hangs out of sight, a hundred feet up at least, held firmly by huge pillars of stone. The cavity is at least ten miles across in each direction. The stone walls sheer and filled with tiny openings. This place is called the Glovnoya Flats, an expanse just north of the deep root fields you grew up working in, watching, and dreaming of. Zmaya begins complaining. What is this feeling? I hate this! We will never go in there again! How dare you take me back! I gesture to them and draw a hand sign, silence or be silenced. Korova actually puts his hand over Zmaya's mouth, and she and immediately kind of silently, begrudgingly holds her tongue. I gesture to the others in, as much as I can, because I'm sure I haven't been able to teach them the full language. I, t- I tell them not to get too close to the walls, despite their instincts. Is there any light where we are, or is it utter darkness? It's very, very dark, but there are some pockets of illumination. Like, okay. far off in the distance, like way, way to the south, you can see some contrast against the stone. Like, it's, it's fucking dark. Let's not get that confused. But compared to where you just were, like, this is a real place. I'm going to use thaumaturgy to make my hands glow the color that people normally see in dark light, which is to say gray. Mm-hmm. So it glows like a gray light. So that anybody with dark vision that looks at it will just see not more gray, but they, people who have natural eyesight, will see my hands. Mm, interesting. The three refugees recoil for a second at the sight of this magic, but then they understand what's happening. And the shift weaver, you come out of one of the cavities in the wall. So to say, stay away from the wall would be to move away from the wall. Mm-hmm. But they say to you, I will wait here. If I go with you and die, then you are lost forever. Return to me when you wish to travel the shift. I just realized we have a Morty. <laughs> He's being pretty quiet. I ask Arvid if they have any socks for him. Did you want? For his feet. Yes, of course I have booties for Morty. Why would I not have booties for Morty? <laughs> Is he going to do the thing? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, the yes. The entire way. The big walk. <laughs> <laughs> He may already be in booties for the you know, snow. snow. Yeah, it's yeah. cold. Mm. We will say that Morty is a little bundled up, including patties for his putty pads. <laughs> so the clickety-clackety of his big old cloggities. Big gross toenails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he can't do the tippy-dappy dance here. No. He's being very calm. The only sight that you see that kind of stands out from the rest of the towering pillars of stone and the dark walls and the hanging ceiling is a fairly large pit. And it almost seems like there's a small light coming from inside of it. Kind of a faint green. And Artyom, you've been here many times. This is a place in the Glovnoya Flats, known as Kosnaya Yama, or the Well of Bones. It's an opening that leads down to some corrosive subterranean water that's used for drove burials. It is one mass grave that they share where their bodies are melted away over time. It's usually quite full of corpses. You can smell acid even from here at this distance. I kind of look around, (laughs) lick my finger and hold it up. Mm -hmm. And I point in the direction we're supposed to go. Yeah. And Karova kind of leans over to you and whispers and says, We should all be on the lookout for patrols. They have been constant. Spasibo. We will head to the deep root fields. And your group begins to pursue the path that Artyom has led for you towards the south. You make it a short distance before you realize that one of you has stayed behind. Uh, and you turn back to look, and you see Zmaya looking down into the well of bones, just staring, mouth agape, at what she sees. I walk up to her and put my hand on her shoulder. I guide her face towards mine. I tap my cheek, and I cast Enhance Ability on myself, Owl's Wisdom, and my eyes for a moment look like the eyes of an owl. She's very baffled by this. She says, it's empty. I look down. There are no bodies in there. Usually there would be the polished clean bones of hundreds of drove. I whisper in her ear, the dead will serve. She whispers back, I know. And then you hear the groaning from deep in the cave surrounding you. The shuffling of dozens of dragging feet, followed by a volley of Assassin's Arrows. Woo! 
was quite the trip. You're telling me. One minute the team is skydiving into the frosty lint of nature's belly button, the next they're tiptoeing through the umbrageia into a drow ambush. Well, I was referring to the pills that are starting to wear off, but you couldn't be more right, Storm. It looks like the MDs are getting more out of this side mission than they bargained for. Hell, I'll draw steel for any job if the money's good and the morals aren't gray. But personal history and symbolism gets a man invested. Well, we get no shortage of Dark Elf-related action and intrigue here on the LUQ, but it's rare we actually get to go inside of the hives and witness how their societies function in person. Learning about other races is an important part of being a high fantasy hero, Kip. I say nobody should do battle with another race until they've had their cooking. Not so easy to bash in a goblin skull when it holds the secret to a perfect omelet. Huh. I didn't know omelets were a goblin thing. Well, obviously not all goblins make good omelets, Kip. I think you missed the metaphor there. I'm just saying sample the flavors of other worlds. They'll help you understand them. Any cultural favorites come to mind? Well, Firbolgs bake some of the best bread in the Five Kingdoms, no doubt. Drakkar bone broth is top shelf, but my body isn't designed to digest the noodles. Gnomes make a kind of chocolate that'll ruin all other chocolates for you. Just, uh, steer clear of Knoll cuisine. And I use the term cuisine generously. It's more of a controlled rotting. It tastes okay, but it'll turn a non-Nolish digestive tract into a high-speed, greasy avalanche of uncooked meat. <sighs> a fascinating insight into the culinary world of cultural kitchens. On that note, let's wish our viewers good night and promise them that when they return, there'll be more high-stakes quests, monster battles, magical history, and of course, find out how the Mortal Dawn deal with this drow assault deep in the Underdark. Join us next time on the League of Ultimate Questing! Ow! <laughs> oh, my neck! I'm on it. Well, how screwed are we? Uh, all the way if we just like want to fight people, if we're just trying to like fight, I'm pretty sure we're all the way screwed in that case. I'm certainly looking forward to using Channel Divinity. Mm. <laughs> There's a big old pit of acid there, too. Yeah. Well, I believe that makes it Chris's turn. Yeah. I think it would be more appropriate if it's Zach went. I think the next uh, one's perfect. For, oh, uh, yeah, I'll get there. I'll get there. Uh, <laughs> one of them. It doesn't matter. But yeah. Well, then, then well, you do it. <laughs> ah, cool. you just don't want to. I see. It all comes together. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for listening to the League of Ultimate Questing. We are in an exciting new chapter. I hope you're all enjoying it. Things are going to get real emotional and dark because we're in the Underdark, and that just seems thematic. We're just still kind of glowing from having our 100th episode come out. It's just still very exciting. The fact that this is episode 102 is kind of fucking bonkers. Yeah. Mm. If you want to tell your friends about us, now's a great time. We're going to be focusing, our, our New Year's resolution is to keep growing and quickly. You can help us do that by telling your friends and family and anyone that you haven't yet about the show. You can always share us on social media. We love that. You can visit slapdashstudios.com or theluq.com. You can get links to all of our social media if you want to follow our memes, all the stuff we share there or interact with us. Of course, there's a link to our Discord, which is an awesome community of very funny and wonderful people who are in touch all the time. If you're wondering why there isn't a stronger LUQ community, it's because you're not in the Discord. Yeah, it's there. And it's strong as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> They're awesome. All wonderful people. The website's a great place to check out our merch. Um, we've got some new shirts and things like that that are very fun. And boy, the, this year is going to be big for us. I really hope. I'm going to speak it into existence. Oh, and uh, just so you know, we also have an official LUQ fan page on Facebook. If you're not a big fan of the Discord and you just want a place where you can hang out, just look up the League of Ultimate Questing and you will find it. Yes, please do that. And all we want to do is keep growing and questing together with you. So until next time, we wish you luck. All I want to do is have some luck. <laughs> <laughs> yep.